Section number 10, volume 5, of The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, translated by Richard Burton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maury Cunin. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 5, Section 10. When it was the 393rd night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Abdallah ibn Malik al-Khuzai said to Sa'id bin Salim, Thou wilt put up with all this for the bettering of thy case. So I left him suddenly, continued Sa'id, and went straight to Al-Fazl and Jafar, sons of Yaha bin Khalid, to whom I related my circumstances. Whereto they replied, Allah give thee his aid, and render thee by his bounties, independent of his creatures, and vouchsafe thee abundant weal, and bestow on thee what shall suffice thee without the need of any but himself. For whatso he willeth, that he can, and he is gracious with his servants, and knoweth their wants. So I went out from the twain, and returned to Abdallah, with straitened breast, and mind perplexed and heavy of heart, and repeated to him what they had said. Quoth he, Thou wouldst do well to abide with us this day, that we may see what Allah Almighty will decree. So I sat with him a while, when, lo, up came my servant, who said to me, O my Lord, there are at our door many laden mules, and with them a man who says he is the agent of Al-Fazl and Jafar bin Yaha. Quoth Abdallah, I trust that relief is come to thee. Rise up and go see what is the matter. So I left him, and hastening to my house, found at the door a man who gave me a note wherein was written the following. After thou hadst been with us, and we heard thy case, we betook ourselves to the caliph, and informed him that ill condition had reduced thee to the humiliation of begging. Whereupon he ordered us to supply thee with a thousand thousand dirhams from the treasury. We represented to him, The debtor will spend this money in paying off creditors and wiping off debt, Whence then shall he provide for his subsistence? So he ordered thee other three hundred thousand, and each of us hath also sent thee, of his proper wealth, a thousand thousand dirhams, so that thou hast now three thousand thousand and three hundred thousand dirhams, wherewithal to order and amend thine estate. See then the munificence of these magnificos, Almighty Allah have mercy on them. And a tale is told of the woman's trick against her husband. A man brought his wife a fish one Friday, and bidding her to cook it against the end of the congregational prayers, went out to his craft and business. Meanwhile, in came her friend, who bade her to a wedding at his house. So she agreed, and laying the fish in a jar of water, went off with him, and was absent a whole week, till the Friday following. Whilst her husband sought her from house to house and inquired after her, but none could give him any tidings of her. So on the next Friday she came home, and he fell foul of her. But she brought out to him the fish, alive from the jar, and assembled the folk against him, and told them of her tale. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, 
and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the three hundred and ninety-fourth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the woman brought out the fish alive from the water-jar, and assembled the folk against her husband, and told them her tale. He also told his, but they credited him not, and said, It cannot be that the fish should have remained alive all this while. So they proved him mad, and imprisoned him, and mocked him, whereupon he shed tears in floods, and recited these two couplets. Old hag of high degree and filthy life, whose face her monstrous lewdness witness, when menstruous she bods, when clean she hoards, and all her time bod or adulteress is. And a tale is related of the devout woman and the two wicked elders. There was, in times of yore, and in ages long gone before, a virtuous woman among the children of Israel, who was pious and devout, and used every day to go out to the place of prayer, first entering a garden which adjoined thereto, and there making the minor ablution. Now there were in this garden two old men, its keepers, and both sheikhs fell in love with her and sought her favors. But she refused, whereupon said they, Unless thou yield thy body to us, we will bear witness against thee of fornication. Quoth she, Allah will preserve me from your frowardness. Then they opened the garden gate and cried out, and the folk came to them from all places, saying, What aileth you? Quoth they, We found this damsel in company with a youth who was doing lewdness with her, but he escaped from our hands. Now it was the want of the people in those days to expose adulterer and adulteress to public reproach for three days, and after stone them. So they cried her name in the public streets for three days, while the two elders came up to her daily, and laying their hands on her head, said, Praise be Allah, who hath sent down on thee his righteous indignation. Now on the fourth day, when they bore her away to stone her, they were followed by a lad named Daniel, who was then only twelve years old, and this was to be the first of his miracles, upon our prophet and upon him the blessing and peace. And he ceased not following them to the place of execution, till he came up with them and said to them, Hasten not to stone her till I judge between them. So they set him in a chair, and he sat down and summoned the old men separately. Now he was the first ever separated witnesses. Then he said to the first, What sawest thou? So he repeated to him the story, and Daniel asked, In what part of the garden did this befall? And he answered, On the eastern side, under a pear tree. Then he called the other old man and asked him the same question, and he replied, On the western side of the garden, under an apple tree. Meanwhile the damsel stood by, and with her hands and eyes raised heavenwards, implored the Lord for deliverance. Then Allah Almighty sent down his blasting leaven fire upon the elders and consumed them. And on this wise the Lord made manifest the innocence of the damsel. Such was the first of the miracles of the prophet Daniel, on whom be blessing and peace. 
and they relate a tale of Jafar the Barmecide and the old Badawi. The commander of the faithful, Harun al-Rashid, went out one day with Abu Yakub, the cup champion, and Jafar the Barmecide, and Abu Nawas into the desert, where they fell in with an old man propped against his ass. The caliph bade Jafar learn of him whence he came. So he asked him, Whence comest thou? And he answered, From Basora. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the three hundred and ninety-fifth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when Jafar asked the man, Whence comest thou? He answered, From Basora. Quoth Jafar, And whither goest thou? Quoth the other, To Baghdad. Then Jafar inquired, And what wilt thou do there? And the old man replied, I go to seek medicine for my eye. Said the caliph, O Jafar, make thou sport with him. And answered Jafar, I shall hear what I shall exceedingly mislike. But al-Rashid rejoined, I charge thee on my authority, jest with him. Thereupon Jafar said to the Badawi, If I prescribe thee a medicine that shall profit thee, what wilt thou give me in return? Quoth the other, Allah Almighty will requite this kindness with what is better for thee than any requital of mine. Continued Jafar, Now lend me an ear, and I will give thee a prescription which I have given to none but thee. What is that? asked the Badawi, and Jafar answered, Take three ounces of wind-breaths, and the like of sunbeams, and the same of moonshine, and as much of lamplight. Mix them well together, and let them lie in the wind three months. Then place them three months in a mortar without a bottom, and pound them into a fine powder, and after trituration, set them in a cleft platter, and let it stand in the wind other three months. After which, use of this medicine three drachms every night in thy sleep, and inshallah thou shalt be healed and whole. Now, when the Badawi heard this, he stretched himself out to full length on the donkey's back, and let fly a terrible loud fart, and said to Jafar, Take this fart in payment of thy prescription. When I have followed it, if Allah grant me recovery, I will give thee a slave girl, who shall serve thee in thy lifetime a service, wherewith Allah shall cut short thy term. And when thou diest, and the Lord hurrieth thy soul to hellfire, she shall blacken thy face with her skite of her mourning for thee, and shall keen and beat her face, saying, O frosty beard, what a fool thou wast. Thereupon Harun al-Rashid laughed till he fell backward, and ordered the Badawi three thousand silver pieces. And a tale is told of the Caliph Omar bin al-Khattab and the young Badawi. The Sharif Hussein bin Rayyan relateth that the Caliph Omar bin al-Khattab was sitting one day judging the folk and doing justice between his subjects, attended by the best and wisest of his counsellors, when there came up to him a youth, comely and cleanly attired, upon whom two very handsome youths had laid hold and were hauling by the collar till they set him in the presence. 
Whereupon the commander of the faithful Omar looked at him and looked at them, and bade them loose him. Then, calling him near to himself, asked the twain, What is your case with him? They answered, O prince of true believers, we are two brothers by one mother, and as followers of verity known we are. We had a father, a very old man of good counsel, honored by the tribes, sound of baseness, renowned for goodliness, who reared us tenderly in childhood, and loaded us with favors in manhood. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the three hundred and ninety-sixth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the two youths said to the commander of the faithful Omar, son of Khatab, Our father was a man honored by the tribes, sound of baseness, and renowned for goodliness, who reared us delicately in childhood, and loaded us with favors in manhood, in fine, a sea of noble and illustrious qualities, worthy of the poet's praise. Is Abs Sakr of Shaiban? they asked. Quoth I, nay, by my life, of him's Shaiban. How many a sire rose high by a noble son, as Allah's prophet glorified Adnan. Now he went forth this day to his garden, to refresh himself amongst its trees, and pluck the ripe fruits, when this young man slew him wrongously, and swerved from the road of righteousness. Wherefore we demand of thee the retribution of his crime, and call upon thee to pass judgment upon him, according to the commandment of Allah. Then Omar cast a terrible look at the accused youth, and said to him, Verily, thou hearest the complaint these two young men prefer. What hast thou in reply to aver? But he was brave of heart and bold of speech, having doffed the robe of pusillanimity, and put off the garb of cowardry. So he smiled, and spake in the most eloquent and elegant words, and after paying the usual ceremonial compliments to the caliph, said, By Allah, O commander of the faithful, I have indeed given ear to their complaint, and they have told the truth in that which they tell, so far as they have set out what befell. And the commandment of Allah is a decreed decree. But I will forthright state my case between thy hands, and it is for thee to give commands. Know then, O prince of the faithful, that I am a very Arab of the Arabies, the noblest of those that are beneath the skies. I grew up in the dwellings of the wold and fell, till evil times my tribe befell. When I came to the outskirts of this town, with my family and whatso goods I own, and as I went along one of the paths leading to its gardens, orchards, and garths, with my she-camels highly esteemed, and by me most precious deemed, and in the midst of them a stallion of noble blood and shape right good, a plenteous getter of brood, by whom the females abundantly bore, and walked among them as though a kingly crown he wore. One of the she-camels broke away, and running to the garden of these young men's father, where the trees showed above the wall, put forth her lips, and began to feed as in a stall. I ran to her, to drive her away, when, behold, there appeared, at a breach of the wall, an old man and gray, 
whose eyes sparkled with angry ray. Holding in his right a stone to throw, and swaying to and fro with a swing like a lion ready for a spring, he cast the stone at my stallion, and it killed him, for it struck a vital part. When I saw the stallion drop dead beside me, I felt live coals of anger kindled in my heart. So I took up the very same stone, and throwing it at the old man, it was the cause of his bane and ban. Thus, it was his own wrongful act returned to him anew, and the man was slain of that wherewith he slew. When the stone struck him, he cried out with a great cry, and shrieked out a terrible shriek, whereupon I hastened from the spot. But these two young men hurried after me, and laid hands on me, and before thee carried me. Quoth Omar, Almighty Allah accept of him, Thou hast confessed what thou committedest, and of acquittal there is no possible occasion. For urgent is the law of retaliation, and they cried for mercy, but it was not a time to escape. The youth answered, I hear and obey the judgment of the imam, and I consent to all required by the law of al-Islam. But I have a young brother, whose old father before his decease appointed to him wealth in great store and gold galore, and committed his affair to me before Allah, saying, I give this into thy hand for thy brother. Keep it for him with all thy might. So I took the money and buried it, nor doth any know of it but I. Now if thou adjudge me to be justice forthright, the money will lost, and thou wilt be the cause of its loss. Wherefore the child will sue thee for his due on the day when the Creator shall judge between his creatures. But if thou wilt grant me three days' delay, I will appoint some guardian to administer the affairs of the boy, and return to answer my debt. And I have one who will be my surety for the fulfillment of this my promise." So the commander of the faithful bowed his head a while, then raised it, and looking round upon those present, said, Who will stand surety by my side for his return to this place? And the youth looked at the faces of those who were in company, and pointing to Abu Zar, in the preference to all present, said, This man shall answer for me, and be my bail. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. End of section 10. Recording by Maury Cunin.